and welcome to the Christian Formation Podcast. I'm Raven, and I'm here with Grace Spafford, our missions resident at Providence Church, and Nate Whistler, our pastoral resident. The goal of this podcast is to form disciples to live all of life with the presence of God, and we do this through conversations about theology, culture, and stories. Today, we're discussing honesty in friendship. If you are just tuning in and you didn't hear the last episode, we have some fun new voices on the podcast, but technically old voices because you guys were on (laughs) last week. Nate, Grace, can you quickly share a little bit about yourselves for people who don't know you? And today's fun question, tell us what your love language is. Mm. Not with your spouse, though. Only with, like, friends. Um, Well, I am Grace. My love language is probably acts of service. When people, like see the things that are on my plate and help out and step into those with me. That's like a big deal. Love that. And that's what you give to or just receive? I think I try to. It's mostly what I receive though. Okay. Do you know what you give? Close second that I receive that I think I give probably more than acts of service is um, words of affirmation. Mm -hmm. I was thinking that. I'm a big builder up. That's awesome. Yeah. Encourage. I don't know. Aww, you are an encourager. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. I know. Nate, you're in the program with her, so you can speak to whether that's true. It is so true. She's oh, definitely an encourager. Thank Aww. you. <laughs> yeah. Nate, what about you? Yeah, so I'm Nate. I'm also a resident, and um, I, I don't really know the official love languages. I can't recall. Five There's five of them. Yeah, five. Like physical touch, acts of service, quality time, words of affirmation. Gifts. Gifts. Like yes. giving or receiving. I don't know. I think honesty. Getting honest feedback from people. <laughs> Maybe that's words of affirmation oh, in maybe. some way then. Yeah. What do you mean? Like you just... <laughs> I'm kind of a unicorn, Raven. I don't, I don't know. I'm realizing that, Nate. Yeah. He's just trying to play into the topic of the podcast yes. today. Oh, that's perfect. what it is. Okay, wait. Can you give me an example? Like you just like when people are honest with you? Yeah, I think, I think loyalty is something that I appreciate. And part of that, I think is honesty. And so when people are honest with me, straightforward, I appreciate that. Yeah. And I try to do that as well. So No, that's good. I feel like that kind of reminds me. There was a sixth and seventh love language that Mm. came out. Hmm. Although I don't know if it's like official or if I just found some random blog post. (laughs) But one of them was shared experiences. Mm. So when you get to go like have a fun, random shared experience, that's a love language. The other one, I can't even tell you how to sum it up, but it basically was just like, asking questions and having like meaningful conversations with someone and Hmm. being deep kind of, which as you guys could probably tell is mine, like in certain ways. But I feel like it reminds me of the honesty thing Mm. because part of that is like having the person be honest and vulnerable with you. The difference is that one is more just like asking questions, having deep conversations, whereas yours is more like you want honest feedback and how you can grow probably. And I do appreciate kind of that aspect of deep. I'm a wonderer mm-hmm. is one of my working geniuses. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely love conversations. I also feel like I'm similar to you, Grace. And I love like acts of service. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because Kellen and I, that's our top link love language together, which I know I didn't say spouses, but we'll like try to outserve each other mm. because that's how we're trying to show love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, but sometimes it gets a little bit difficult because I'm like, can can you just let me love you? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, today we're talking about friendship. We're continuing our discussion, actually, because we had a listener and a member in our church send an email about how she would like to hear a series over friendship. And so I have Grace and Nate on today because they are two people that I value, that I respect, that have different views on friendship. And so today we're actually going to focus on the topic of 
honesty in friendship. But before we dive fully into that, Grace, would you mind just giving a flyover recap of the last episode? Yeah, we talked about a lot in the last episode, but Mm -hmm. our main point was to kind of land on a biblical definition of friendship. Um, What we kind of landed on, it was kind of tough. It feels like we found a lot more evidence for a definition of living in fellowship with believers and Mm -hmm. living among the community of fellow Christians, fellow believers. But we kind of took that definition from the, the from the Bible that we see in a lot of Paul's writings and in a lot of examples with David and Jonathan or mm-hmm. um, some examples in Proverbs. But we kind of took that definition of community of believers and took it another level deeper to say that friendship is that with shared experiences yeah. and the development of trust. Yeah. So essentially it's like spending time together and also developing trust and basically like Jesus with his disciples, I think is what you had said, Nate, last time of they just spent so much time together. And as they did, they were able to be honest and real and have deep shared experiences. Yeah. So that's our definition for our purposes today. However, that's not the exact set in stone definition for friendship from the Lord. I mean, that's just us saying, okay, we're looking at scripture. This is what we found. If you have a different definition of friendship, awesome. Feel free. Like that's great for us today though, just to have a commonality, we're just going to define it as spending time together and having shared experiences coupled with authenticity and trust. And today we're specifically focusing on the idea of honesty and friendship, because I just think personally, I know that's incredibly important. And if you don't have it, friendships kind of crumble. Mm. But Grace and Nate, what are some experiences that you've had with honesty and friendship? Do you think you are honest in your friendships? I think for me, I I try to genuinely be honest. Um, Specifically, when we think of the ideas of sin, right? Sin can be messy. It could be something that is tough to deal with. Um, but I think from a biblical perspective, right, we're called to, to honesty, to actually be gentle in our dealings with our friends. And so I think I try to be um, honest. Um, it's something that I think we all have to work at at some levels, but yeah. Um, I would say for a long time, I was not honest. A lot of high school I definitely played the game of managing people's view of me um, and how they saw me, their image of me. And so there was a lot of stretching the truth or Mm. not sharing the full truth or Mm. there's a lot of that that went on in my friendships, I feel like. But it was not fun for a long time. (laughs) It was pretty lonely and isolating, honestly. And it was like I was doing it to myself. So I think I learned a lot through that and I definitely try to be a lot more honest in my friendships because... We talked about in the last episode, I was thinking about this while I was kind of pondering this question. In the last episode, we talked about how we want to be seen and known. And I think that we are wired, that God created us, that we need to be seen and known too. And um, not only by him, but by the people around us, by the community of believers around us. Mm -hmm. And if we're not being honest, we're not being seen and known. Yeah, I just think it's so important. And I try to. It's not fun all the time and it's hard sometimes, but yeah, I try to. Yeah. So the two points that kind of you brought up to me, one, I thought of like the cultural nuances of one to be known, but half known, half truths. Um, I just wonder how much of that is culturally driven Hmm. where we want to be nice. 
Um, we want to come off as oh sure holy. Um, and so I think it, that, that, that's an interesting component to that idea of honesty. But the second thing you, you talked about is managing expectations. And I, I do think that's really important in any relationship. Mm-hmm. So whether it's a marriage, whether it's a friendship, mm-hmm. and we can only do that when we're really being honest, I think. Yeah, that's really good. I feel like that's where I've struggled the most in my friendships too mm-hmm. is – yeah, trying to manage expectations, but then also trying to just be nice yeah. and like smooth things over and not telling a friend how you really feel. And then you're not really friends with them. And yeah. it's doing yourself a disservice and them a disservice. Yeah. Andrew had given Kellen and I advice when we were going through our premarital counseling. And he said, if you only share 80% of yourself with Kellen, let's say, Raven then Kellen learns to only love that 80%. Mm. But then you have that 20% that he never knows. And when he finds out, he kind of feels like slighted a little bit. And Mm. also you'll never actually feel fully secure or safe. Now in a friendship, there might be some things that you probably maybe wouldn't share. I don't know. We'll get to that. But that idea of like, you're not actually fully loved or fully secure in that friendship because you can't fully be honest. And then when you do finally be honest about all the bitterness and baggage that you've been carrying or whatever it may be, they can feel like, are you freaking kidding me? Why didn't you <laughs> tell me this months ago? Right. Hmm. With that whole idea of honesty, I think there are two different ideas in honesty. You hit it, Nate, like when we have sinned or even when our friends have sinned, I kind of want to hit on that idea of honesty and friendship. But then also what you said, Grace, of being honest with friends about what you need and not just trying to smooth things over. And so with that first one, in Proverbs twenty seven fifty seven, it says, better is open rebuke than hidden love. Wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. So kind of that idea that we are called to be honest with our friends and it's not helpful when we just kind of smooth things over and say what they're doing is okay. What are some experiences for you guys with sin specifically, either confessing it or calling it out in your friends that you've had? I think for me personally, it's, it's kind of gone both ways. I think I've um, dove right into um, addressing it with a friend, for example, or brother. Yeah, when we look at Galatians 6, for example, uh, Paul t- calls us to do it um, out of this like patience and this gentleness. And so I've ex- had experiences where I've done that, but I've also had maybe I've been maybe too pointed, more um, not necessarily careful with my words, mm-hmm. and haven't shown the grace. So. Um, you know, it's gone both ways for me. Because, yeah, I like how in Proverbs 27 it says, better is open your rebuke than hidden love. But like you said, Nate, sometimes we can do it a little bit too, yeah. too pointed. Too openly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like my experience with confessing or calling out sin in friendships is more on the confessing side. I haven't mm-hmm. had a ton of friendships where, and this is partially... I don't live by this, but I am an Enneagram nine. <laughs> and okay, I'm a, what does that mean? I'm a peacekeeper. Cool. <laughs> so I don't stir the pot. Oh, I hate stirring the pot. It stresses me out. Yeah. So I'm not, I don't, and it's, it's not loving of me, but mm. I don't often call out sin in people, but I have had a really sweet and rich relationships where I mm. feel comfortable to confess sin. And I've, I feel like I've invited the friend and they also feel comfortable to confess sin and, um, those are just rich and beautiful relationships, I feel like. Yeah, that's good. I feel like I've definitely confessed sin, but 
yeah, I haven't called others out mm-hmm. very often because I get worried and stressed and fearful. Yeah. But then in those times that God nudges me to do it, mm-hmm. it ends up going well. It's mm-hmm. just scary. So perhaps to you, Nate, that you're just calling people out. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> just calling it like it is. Well, right. I'm curious, do, from a female perspective, do you, mm-hmm. do you see that? Is that common sin? Is it dealt with more direct, I guess? That's a good question. I think it really depends on the person and the personality type. Hmm. But I don't, or maybe I'm just surrounded by a bunch of friends that yeah. we're all similar and we're not calling each other higher. And that could be too. I mean, men, from my experience, you know, can hold on maybe to some stuff and be less open. Yeah. So I think it's, it's beautiful that you guys can set the example, you two, because um, I think that's part of what we're called in a biblical perspective is to set the example. And so being able to share your sin mm-hmm. openly, I think encourages other people to do so. Yeah. Well. I do think something that Raven said too, that um, feels important, maybe subtle, but important is that you said when you felt led by the Lord to mm-hmm. call someone mm-hmm. out, it's gone well. I feel like that's really important to keep in mind that we aren't, and we kind of talked about this some last episode two that we aren't the role of the Holy Spirit in our friends' lives. And so, yes, I think we are invited to call out sin in our friends' lives, but not always because we aren't the one that is convicting them. It's the Holy Spirit. And so sometimes the Holy Spirit does that without us and sometimes he does it with us. And I think that's an important thing to know is when we feel led to call out sin. That's good. Is I don't want to say safest, is the best time to do it, if you will. Yeah, because I had a friend who was just stuck in some sin, and I was praying about it and just did not feel led to Mm. tell her, which was such a hard wrestle because I'm like, if that were me, I would want to know. And in God's kindness, he revealed it to her on her own Mm -hmm. through someone else or through his word. I can't even remember how, but I just remember thinking, praise God that I didn't say it at the time that I did. Yeah. But there are also times where God's nudged me and I've just not. And I Definitely. wish I would have. Yeah. Because I would want someone to do that for me. Yeah. But I don't think it would be quite gender specific. I do, for some reason, do feel like women confess sin more easily. But maybe hmm. that's just because I'm in, again, vulnerable circles. Where we're all confessing sin easily. And hmm. for some reason, I don't, I don't think that guys do that as easily. But I could be completely wrong. Well, I mean, maybe it comes back to what Winnie was saying earlier, too, about the cultural kind of nuances yeah. and standards. Men are supposed to be tough and sturdy, and women are a little bit more acceptable to be dainty and fragile. And, you know, I don't know. Those are maybe not quite the right terms. But <laughs> no, but <laughs> no I, I, mean, I think you're spot on. Just generally my experience, I think it takes more work for men to crack mm-hmm. open and to be honest, and to to confess sins with with each other. I think once that relationship is really solid and built, then it does flourish. Mm -hmm. And I think there are also ladies like that who it takes a long time and probably men that are more easily to open up. But yeah, yeah, sometimes it feels like the majority we've noticed kind of follow that trend. The second idea that I really want to segue into, because this has been something that's been on my mind a ton, you guys, is the idea of being honest with friends about what you need in a friendship. Even saying that, that feels really needy and it feels wrong. But is it okay to tell friends that you need something in a friendship? Or like when we were talking about love languages, is it helpful to talk to your friends about that? Again, I go back probably to that, that cultural nuance, specifically when I'm talking about men. Um, 
and kind of Grace alluded to it, right? There may be this hint to weakness mm-hmm. that comes across, but truthfully, it's a lie from the enemy. Um, that's just been my experience. Mm-hmm. Like, I need something from someone else, sure. I think. And again, that's a lie. I think, I mean, Scripture calls us to bear each other's burdens, mm-hmm. again, in Galatians 6. And so... It's it's something that I think men, Christians in general, could do a better job of managing those expectations by letting your brothers and sisters know, hey, I'm weak in this area and I need help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does that translate to like in your marriage? And I guess I don't want to Nate share us all of your deepest darkest secrets about your marriage, <laughs> but no, like men in general in their marriages, that is also they don't want to communicate needs because it communicates weakness. Is that true as well? I, I, think, I think that good could be true. Yeah. yeah. And again, it goes back to temperament. Mm-hmm. Me specifically. Yes, sure. I would agree. Probably. I don't do the best job of communicating that. Whereas Katie is more open and mm-hmm. she'll give it to me whether I ask for it or not. And so, yes, I think that can be flushed out in marriages as well or revealed in marriages. Yeah. I feel like I have most often communicated what I need from a friendship when it's been like a super traumatic situation hmm. and I like need more specific or maybe more drastic like moves of friendship from people to hmm. help me through those seasons. If that makes sense. Wow. I feel like those that's are times. That's super vulnerable. Like that's great. <laughs> I feel I'm like sharing it right no, now. No, not vulnerable that you share that. <laughs> I can see how you would think that. No, no, no. Vulnerable that you like tell them, hey, I need you to like be a friend even more so in this season. Mm. I would never do like, I would just yeah. be like, yeah, no, I can't tell. Like yeah. I would feel horrible yeah. because of the people pleasing thing. Sure. And you said you have the people pleasing thing. So it's amazing that you're like, well, I'm hey, also, I, I think help. a wing eight. So <laughs> <laughs> again, I don't live by my Enneagram, but grace, it she's is just helpful. beating the Enneagram <laughs> drum no, over here. We should no, no, get I Jake love it. in here. Um, no, but I feel like those are more instances where I've like been, maybe more aware of what I need in a friendship Hmm. and more willing to share it because the situation is more intense, if you will. I feel like outside of like big intense life moments or situations, I haven't that I can think of a ton shared just like with a new friend. Hey, this is what I need in a friendship for Mm -hmm. this to like last and work. And I think I um, maybe wrestle with that idea a little bit And for different reasons than it sounds like Nate maybe wrestles with a little bit or guys wrestle with. I feel like I used to depend on friends to be the Holy Spirit for me, to fill the role that only God can fill in sustaining us and caring for us and restoring us. I used to depend on my friends to do that. And as I've kind of grown out of that or learned differently, Mm -hmm. I feel like I maybe don't expect as much in friendships. It seems like at least what I'm hearing is that like your main source of dependency is on the Lord and the friends kind of supplement that. Would you say that? I think friends just fill a different role for me. Which I think is kind of what Nate was saying. Like first and foremost, the Lord fills that hole. Yeah. So you're not looking for affirmation or validation from your friends yeah. or even like an ultimate source of comfort because you're like, I'm fully filled in Christ. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah, that's really good. That sounds much better than it is. <laughs> Grace, don't sell yourself short. No, 
I honestly feel like though that could be a pro and a con, right? It can be a yeah, pro of no, like totally. you're like I'm only dependent on the Lord, but it can also be a source of pride probably for oh, times totally. where you're like, yeah, mm. I don't need my friends because mm-hmm. I only need Christ. Sure, I'm not relying sure. on them. Yeah. So I feel like it could be you know catch twenty two. Yeah. Like there's a middle ground that is good. Yeah. I guess I've I've seen myself and friends just like not be able to be the friends that people need that I need or that my friends need. I've not been able to fill that role all the time. And so I guess I just try to walk in friendship with a lot more grace than I used to Mm -hmm. knowing that we are all human and we're going to make mistakes and we're not going to be perfect friends all the time and gives me a little bit of freedom to just let friends be what they are and hope that they also let me be, I don't know, all that I have the capacity for in different seasons or that's good. I feel like I just struggle with this so much because I have had friends that I'm, I really do struggle with people pleasing a ton. Mm -hmm. And I have had friends for the majority of my life that kind of like, (laughs) this sounds bad, but like talk at me. (laughs) And so I also though take full responsibility that I did not allow for silence because I didn't like the awkward uncomfortability because I wanted everyone to feel comfortable. Okay. This awful sick inner vow of like, everyone must be comfortable. And that's not true. But now I've realized in some of those relationships, I've trained them to only talk and not actually ask questions. And so I allow silence and there's like no reciprocation. And so with one of my friends, I had to just be fully honest because I was like, I actually like this friendship, but I want it to be a friendship because I know myself and I will walk away. And I just told her, hey, this is really vulnerable for me. But I had a friend that, really just like kind of talked at me, would kind of ask me questions sometimes over text, but like in person, just like never really took an interest. And I really need that. And I never told her that. And our friendship just didn't make it. And that's Mm -hmm. my fault. Like I should have been honest. And so I just told her like, I feel really loved by being invested in honestly and like Mm -hmm. cared about. And I would love to see that in our friendship. And that's really hard to say, but I've wrestled with the idea of, okay, well, is that even right? Like, can you say that? Mm-hmm. I know that if I didn't, I'd have bitterness or I'd just be like, we're not friends anymore. Like, I'm just like, I can't do this. So it's just kind of a question of like, uh, what? Yeah. At what point is that okay? Mm-hmm. And at what point is that making this little army of people that love you the way that you want to be loved? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I, I think that's a good example, Raven, because a, a friendship is this push and pull, right? There's two people both being honest both are caring for each other both are bearing each other's burdens and so i think that's a good example of not only you're being honest for your needs but it's also revealing to that friend because maybe they're treating another friend this Mm. a similar light so um i think it both builds her up or makes her aware of of kind of maybe her shortcomings perhaps um but you did it in a way that's full of grace and honesty and i think um god honors that I do think sometimes we can put friends in the place of being God and Mm -hmm. we have like, I, I feel like I err on the side of just not telling friends my expectations. I have had friends that have had such lofty expectations and I've tried to meet them and I'm not the Lord. Like I'm not. And it's, it's, it's drowning a little bit, which is really sad to say, but that's because I also wasn't honest back. So there is this interesting dynamic where you have to be submitting everything to the Lord but you can also rely on your friends. Like you said, Nate, it says in scripture that we're called to bear one another's burdens. 
And, you know, when they confess sin, that's something that we should be there. And also like in Hebrews, it says that we should see that no root of bitterness springs up in us. Mm -hmm. And so we're called to be honest in scripture and not to lie to one another, Mm -hmm. but it is such a balance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just don't know where I land on that question of at what point is it okay or the Mm -hmm. right point in a relationship to communicate what you need. And I guess I'm also trying to compare like friendships versus a marriage because a marriage is still just a friendship, not just a friendship, but a marriage is a friendship too. Yeah. And so I'm like, is there a point in Luke and I's relationship that I communicated like, Hey, I need this from you. There wasn't, you don't think I'm sure there was, but it's also kind of ongoing. Like, As seasons change, we need different things. And I guess maybe that's more my perspective is that I need things from friends in different seasons. I don't necessarily have like a blanket. Hmm. This is what a friendship needs to be. But in different seasons, I need different things from friends. Yeah, and I think it ultimately it comes back to trusting the Lord and and where do we get our source of strength from Mm. and prayer, honestly, like when we're having these thoughts to prayerfully consider, Lord, how do you want me to reveal this? How do you want me to, you know, request needs? Um, And I think when we trust in the spirit and and listen to him, he'll lead us and we just got to obey and be obedient. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Again, a lot of it is just discussion, wondering, thinking, but ultimately at the end of the day, we want you to go to the Lord, submit first to Him and His will, and then be honest with your friends. It needs to be something where a friendship is a give and a take, but also it's not something where you're putting them in the place of the Lord. It should really be supplemental, a body of believers, living, working, being honest with one another, and confessing sin. And there's a lot of really good ways to do that. So if you have any questions, please reach out to us. Ultimately, we want you to submit this to the Lord, but we would love to talk through anything. Find us on a Sunday, and make sure you tune in next week for our episode of Can Men and Women Be Friends? Thank you for joining us today. The goal of the Christian Formation Podcast is to live all of life with the presence of God. And we do this through conversations about theology, culture, and stories. Please like this, rate it, review it, share it so that it can get out to more people. If you have any questions, email us at formation at providenceomaha.org. We'll see you next week.